today, what God has put in my heart is to talk about forgiveness. So I want to talk about forgiveness, and I have entitled this message, I have titled this message, Handing It Over to God. Okay? So let's read the scripture, and what I'm going to do before we read the scripture, I'm going to tell you what is going to happen. I'm going to read the scriptures, and then I'm going to simply share my testimony uh, about forgiveness, what I went through. As you, you, you probably heard my testimony about how I was abandoned from home, lived on the street, and went into orphanage, and I have shared that, part one and part two. If you have not heard that, it's in, on, online. You can just go to our church website and you can access that. But this is the part three of my testimony, okay? So I'm going to share about my experience of forgiveness, and after that, I'm going to lead you, give you opportunity to pray a prayer of forgiveness, and I have written down the prayer of forgiveness. You can follow with me together, and after that, we're just going to worship and hand it over to God, and then we will go home free. Amen? Amen. So that's what's going to happen. So if you have a Bible, Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 to 15, we're going to read Matthew chapter 6, 12 to 15. It says, And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Next scripture, Mark chapter 11, verse 25 says, But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Can we just pray? I know you have been sitting a long time, so I will um, encourage you to... Can we all stand for a little while just to give a break? All right? And let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I know this is the word from you, And I prayed for every individual people who are finding hard and difficult to forgive will resonate this message into their hearts. And I pray, Holy Spirit, touch each and every hearts. Lord, as they are here, I pray that this word will touch them and bless them. And Lord, it is about the freedom of our soul. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Everyone say Amen. amen. Please be seated. The scripture that we just read, it sounds to me that it's a quite strong words. And it's like almost saying that if you don't forgive your brothers and sisters who have sinned against you, that your heavenly Father is also not going to forgive you. But Jesus has already died on the cross, and he has already forgiven us our sins. So what is this talking about? The message 
about the scripture we just read is talking about in relationship to one another. Because God wants us to be free because when we realize that unforgiveness, keeping unforgiveness in our heart is actually hurts us. So, I'm going to share to you the experience that I had. As you know, that I had, for many, many years, I had not met my father. I had not seen him. I had not heard from him. I did not even know whether he was alive or dead because I lived on the street and the orphanage. I knew my father's name. I knew the village that he was, I was born but I didn't know where this village existed, and I didn't do any research, try to find out. That was not my focus at that time. For many, many years, I knew my father's name. I knew the village name, but I didn't know my father still existed or my village, where, where my village was. So, happened to be, in 1997, when I finished my high school from India, I came back to the orphanage, and... Towards the end of 1997, I needed to make a citizenship card. So I didn't have citizenship card. I, I was in, in Nepal. You don't actually need a citizenship card unless you want to do some official work. So what we, I needed to do is I wanted to make a citizenship card so I can make a passport so I can travel. So in order to make a citizenship card, I actually need to find my village and I need to find my father, and my father need to sign, give his signature saying, yes, Raju Raut is my son. And then I need to go to the office and present that letter, and my, the office will give me, make for me a citizenship card. And how can I do that? Because I have no idea whether my father is still alive. I have no idea where my village is. I finished my high school, came back to Nepal, and then I'm having this conversation. Suddenly I have this uncle, I call him uncle, Uncle Dave. I had Uncle Dave who used to drive the vehicle for the orphanage. And I'm having a conversation with Uncle Dave saying, Dave, I need to make citizenship card, but I don't know my where my village is. And I have no idea my father is still alive or not. And I started sharing with him my testimony. And I started sharing to him that I, went to the, uh, I lived on the street, and I, I'm here now, and my father's name is so-and-so. And he suddenly looks at me and says, What is your village? The name of the village, Batase, Batase is in Nepali name, Batase is your village. And I said, how do you know? And he says, I am from the same village, and I actually know your father. That is a miracle. Because I have been living in the orphanage for so many years, and I have actually studied with his son in India, boarding school, same school, and I have never shared with him my testimony. And here, a time when I really need to make a citizenship card, I'm sharing this testimony 
to this story to Uncle Dave. And Uncle Dave is actually from my village, and he also knows my father. And he told me that the village that you are born, it's only 45-minute bus ride from Kathmandu, and your father is still alive. And then, because uncle used to drive back to his village and come back next day. So he went back, and when he went back to village, he told my father, saying, Do you know that Raju, your son, still alive today? And my father got all the information and everything, and then following day, my father comes to Kathmandu, he got the phone number. We used to have landline those days, not mobile in Nepal. So he comes to Kathmandu. My father comes to Kathmandu, and he picks up the phone, public phone, and then he calls me in the orphanage in a landline and happened to be the phone. I was the one who picked up the phone call, and when I picked up the phone call, I heard the voice, other side and I, the moment I heard the voice, I exactly knew, I have, remember, I have not met my father for many, many years now. And I have not seen him. This is, we are talking about uh, 1997. And I was, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm hearing this voice, and I got, suddenly, I, I was just frozen. Literally. I was just frozen. When I heard this voice, I knew whose voice is this. I knew the voice. And you know what happened? When I heard his voice, not only knew his voice, immediately something inside stood up. Even when I'm talking right now, I can even sense it. There's someone, it's like a person in me stood up and he was so angry and I became suddenly, suddenly I became so angry and I asked him a question saying, do you still drink? Alcohol. We all drink water, but it's not water. Alcohol. Do you still drink alcohol? Because all the root of the problem was his alcoholism. Because he used to drink, get drunk, get angry, and, and do all the stupid things. So that was the root. Alcohol was the root of all evil at that time for him. So I asked him, do you still drink alcohol? And he actually said, no. But I could hear in his voice, and interestingly, you cannot smell alcohol if you, someone is calling phone call, you cannot smell the alcohol from far. At that moment when he said no, I actually literally smell alcohol. I smelled alcohol. So strong. And he was lying to me. He was still drinking, but he said no to me. So what I did, I was so angry, I said, I don't want to speak to you, I don't want to even hear your voice, and I slammed the phone. This anger stood up, took over me, and I did that. I went to my mom. When I say my mom, foster mother, I went to my foster mother, and I said, Mom, my dad called me, and I was so angry, I slammed the phone. I don't want to hear his voice. 
I don't want to see him, but I do need to go to my village and make my citizenship card. My mom said, "Raju, Jesus forgive you. He died on the cross. You sinned against him. You did worse than your father did to you. You did worse than that to your God, and He still forgave you. He died on the cross. Remember that, and you need to forgive your father." And I told my mom, I said, "Mom, it's really easy for you to say that because I went through waves of abuse after abuse after abuse, and I was kicked out when I was eight years old, and I lived on the street. He's supposed to look after me, and he didn't. Instead of he pushed me out of the house, and I had to look after myself. So therefore, it's really, really hard." And my mom said. Raju, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, but you still need to forgive. Thank God for moms, eh? And she said, "Why don't I pray for you?" So I said, "Okay." And she asked me, "Okay, can you kneel down?" I'm going to kneel down now. And then I knelt down, and I. She asked me to raise my hands, and I raised my hands, and I said, and she told me, my mom told me to repeat this after me. I said, she said, okay, now before you pray, I want you to hold your dad's hand. So, the moment she told me to hold my dad's hand, I had no struggle to hold his hand. In fact, I was already holding his hand so tight. Until my hand, I was holding it so tight that my hand was all. After you hold tightly, what happens? It's 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 like your hand. My hand was all numb. It was so. I I knew I was holding his hand. I didn't have to take his hand and hold. I was already holding his hand. So I was holding his hand, and and my mom said, "Now I want you to take that hand." And give it to Jesus because Jesus is standing right beside you because He's everywhere. His presence is all around us. Just handed it over to Jesus and let Jesus take over. And I tried to hand my dad's hands over to the hands of Jesus. I could not hand it over. I could not hand it over. Literally, I was struggling for almost. Ten to fifteen minute to let go. How hard it is for a person that has hurt you so many years, and you feel the pain and resentment inside, but you could not let your hands go. You could not give his hands to Jesus. Why is that? Because it has anger and resentment. Actually, it's holding on to someone rather than releasing them into the hands of God. What we do is we hold on to them so tightly, even though we probably hate them, even though we don't like them, but we hold on to them so tightly. And that's what happened to me. I could not. And finally, I decided now I'm going to release, and I released my father's hand to the hands of Christ. And when I did that, and I tell you, this is what happened. Remember, I told you that when I heard my father's voice, this 
thing is literally like a person rolls off inside, that same person, that same feeling came back, same person stood up, and the moment I release the hands, and my mom said, now said, Jesus, I hand over to you, I hand my father over to you, and I release him into the hands of God. And the moment I say that, and I choose to forgive him and release him in the name of Jesus, the moment I pray that prayer, you know what happened? That same person stood up inside and literally stood up, and now, instead of me getting angry, that, that whole thing is like a spirit just came out it's a, and came out of my mouth and left. And I saw a picture almost like a python coming out from my inside and just went out. And the moment that went out, this is what happened. The peace, it's like electricity from my top of my head to the sole of my feet. I feel the electricity going on, but this electricity was not a electricity that makes you really terrible. It was peace. Such a peace came into me. And I knew, I knew there and then that I was completely set free from... You know, McCourt said, resentment is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Nelson Mandela, before leaving prison, he said, as I stand before the door to my freedom, I realize that if I do not leave my pain, anger, and bitterness behind me, I will still be in prison. What I would like to say today is don't hurt yourself. Unforgiveness is like holding a heap of coal, burning coal, in your hand and wishing that the offender will be burned. You are holding a burning coal that is burning, that is hot. You are holding it, but you are hoping that the person who has offended you will be burned. How is that possible? Unforgiveness and resentment and anger that you keep in your heart is actually burning you, not the offender. That's why Jesus said, when you forgive others, I will also forgive you. Because in giving forgiveness, we receive forgiveness. That's the scripture. I'm going to read Mark eleven twenty five again. But when you are praying, this is when we go to God, when we pray. First, forgive anyone who, are holding, who you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Before we do anything else, we always need to make sure that you, you, you are aware of your heart. 
Make sure you are aware of what's happening internally. And you go to God. When you go to God, firstly, because unforgiveness hinders our prayer. When we have resentment against people, when we have resentment in our heart, it actually hinders our relationship not only with people, but with God as well. It's like a, you know, it's like a pipe. If the pipe is choked, the water cannot flow through because it's choked. It's like resentment and anger and unforgiveness is like a choking agent that choked, choked the, uh, that flow of God's blessing in our life. So what we need to do is we need to release and forgiveness. It's a choice we make. It doesn't happen automatically. It's a choice that we make. But the choice, when we make that choice, we become completely free. You know, psychologists and has, neuroscientists have actually done a research. They have done a research about unforgiveness and resentment and what it does to our body, our mind, and our emotion. And they have also done a research on how the forgiveness, when it's done right, can bring freedom into our life. They said that when we forgive, if we forgive somebody of their wrong, what happens is when we do the action of forgiveness and we forgive people, the feeling of resentment and feeling of anger actually Ceases, they use the word ceases to exist. Because every time unforgiveness is, every time we have unforgiveness in our heart, every time we go to that event of hurt and pain, that when we think about that event, that event immediately triggers our emotion and we feel the pain of that event, even though that event have, might have taken Ten years ago, we still feel the pain because the event, our memory of our part of the brain and the emotional part of the brain, they are connected. So every event that we uh, observe in our mind that connects to our emotion and our feelings comes out of that. And even though the event might have taken five years ago, I, when I think about that event, I can still feel the pain right now. And when you do that, you are actually hurting yourself. Event has taken place five years ago. Why are you suffering right now? Because of unforgiveness. So in order to cut that whole tie, what we do is we forgive. We choose to forgive. And when we choose to forgive, that, that feeling of resentment, the hurt and pain that the memory brings that has attachment to our emotion, that ceases to exist. And even the psychologists now are practicing and asking clients to practice forgiveness because it helps. God has, six, many, many thousand years ago, God has already given us the way out. God has said, forgive so you can be free. And we don't only forgive because we have to forgive. We forgive because Christ has forgiven us. He went out of his way and he didn't have to do that. But he chose to forgive us on the cross. 
So our example is not so much a psychology or what the psychiatrist or what the neuroscientist says. Our example is Christ himself on the cross 2,000 years ago who died on the cross for your sin, for my sin, and he forgave all our sin and he released us. And today we can sit here and thank God for his sacrifice and accept the forgiveness of God. Freely you receive, freely you give. So we extend the forgiveness to others. And forgiveness is not about the offender. It is about the giver. When I forgive, I am free. And I hand over the offender or the offending events to God. And I leave it with him. And I move forward. And what happened is, after that prayer, next day I went to my father, and I went to with Uncle Dave. I said, I need to go and see my father. So we drove, took the vehicle from the orphanage, we drove, and we went to the village. And I walked, and suddenly I saw this man coming out of this house. And I immediately knew he's my father. So I saw him. Do you know when I saw him, I did not, I did not feel angry at all. I did not. In fact, I can, I know, I actually felt compassion for him. We could have done, we could have such a wonderful relationship. He lost his son. But I did not care whether he will ever say sorry to me or not. I went to him face to face. And this is the opportunity God provided me and I wanted to take it. I went, stood face to face and I said, Father, in Nepali of course, Father, Jesus has forgiven me and I have done horrendous things. He forgave me. I choose to forgive you. And I will not hold you hostage anymore. I release you in the hands of God. And he just stood there. He just literally stood there like a pole. Frozen. Did not open his mouth. Did not say anything. He just stood there stunned. He didn't know what to do. So we move on. And do you know until today... He has not said sorry to me. Does it matter to me anymore? No. Why? Because I have forgiven him, I have released him, and I am free today. And I can stand here and recall all the events, but has no feeling of hatred, resentment, or anger anymore. Because I am free. Because Jesus has set me free. So you can be free too. Because same Lord I serve, you serve. And you can be free too. No matter what you've been through in the past. You might be holding on to grudge for so long. And you might be suffering internally. And nobody knows. But you know. And when I was sharing this testimony, you might have thought of numbers of, number of people's name in your mind. 
If you don't have, if you, if you have forgiven already everybody, thank God for that. But I'm speaking to people who, have, who is holding on to grudge, resentment in their heart. And today, Holy Spirit is inviting you to release them in the hands of God. Do you know, until I heard his, my father's voice, I did not actually knew that I had resentment and anger in me. I did not knew that. I thought I have done Christianese, you know, we, have, we go to church, and I've done a lot of Christianese forgiveness. Oh, I forgive so-and-so. Oh, I forgive so-and-so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no problem. I have forgiven hundred times. Maybe I have said I forgive my father. But until I heard that voice, everything triggered back. I had not really forgiven him. I had not really released him. I had said the word, but I had not given him. So if you have, you know, you have people in your life that have hurt you. And we're not justifying the hurt or the pain. And, and we're, not, we're not saying release the, you know, of let, let the offender um, not be punished. This. We're not talking about all those things. What we're talking about is your freedom. And we want what I want is you to be free, and Jesus wants you to be free. So I'm, I have a prayer that I have written down, and what we're going to do uh, is that now, can you all please stand? I have written down a prayer, and I'm going to lead the whole congregation through this. And if you, if you don't have, if you have forgiven everybody, you don't, don't, don't create a problem for yourself. It's okay. You can participate. And I, I encourage, you don't have to, but I encourage you to participate in this prayer. So I'm just going to read quickly and explain what we're going to do. I'm just going to repeat my, uh, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to just, re- just listen to me, I'm just going to repeat. My Father in heaven, I choose to forgive, name the person you are forgiving. For example, my Father in heaven, I choose to forgive Raju. I release Raju into your loving hands. Raju is not my problem anymore. I hand him over to you. I now ask you to please forgive me for holding on to resentment for this long. Today I choose to be free from all the anger and resentment of the past. And I choose to move forward with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I now... If I have opened the door to any demonic strongholds in my life, I renounce its its power in the name of Jesus Christ. I break every stronghold and command the spirit involved to be vacated out of my life in Jesus' name. I now ask the Holy Spirit to protect me and fill me with your grace and love. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to pray this prayer together. And um, so what we're going to do now is if you have anybody in your heart that you, when I was sharing, you, you name, name came, came to your head and your heart, and you, you know who you need to forgive. So just name their name. No, you don't need to do it loud, under your breath. You can just name, and then we will pray. Okay, so let's do it together. On a count of three, we're all reading together, everybody saying together, and, and we'll do that. One, two, three. Let's do it together. My Father in heaven, I choose to forgive. I release into your loving hands. Is not my problem anymore. 
I hand over to you. I now ask you to please forgive me for holding on to resentment for this long. Today I choose to be free from all the anger and resentment of the past, and I choose to move forward with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, if I have opened door to any demonic strongholds in my life, I renounce its power in the name of Jesus Christ. I break every stronghold and command the spirit involved to be vacated out of my life. In Jesus' name, I now ask Holy Spirit to protect me and fill me with your grace and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands together. Father, I thank you. I praise you. Lord, I pray that every individual people who have chosen to release the individual people that has hurt them in the past. And right now, Lord, I pray for healing over their emotions, healing over their mind, healing over their body, healing over their, their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you and I praise you. I worship you, God. In Jesus' name, everyone say, Amen. Amen.